Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to talk Hobie Bass Open Series Tournament of Champions with AJ McCorder. AJ, hey man, welcome to the to the podcast, to the show. How are you doing? Oh man, I'm I'm doing good. I'm super excited to uh, to get this season just the cherry on top with this this 50 angler championship that we've got here on Lake Washita in Arkansas. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Anglers have been coming in all weekend. They're I'm passing kayaks on the road. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of got that feel uh, that every big tournament has, and uh, it's 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 just an exciting thing to be a part of. Yeah, I, you know, I've I've been watching stuff. I mean, I'm I'm working remotely, you know, down in Cabo right now. I got myself and a and a few close friends doing some mentorship in a, a, a tuna tournament. So, uh, well, we'll use mentorship. I got laughter going on in the background here, but um, got a tuna tournament going on here for the Western Bass Open. But watching a lot of stuff blowing up about the the Selby Tournament Champions, and so let, let's talk about that. Unlike the the KBF National Air Quotes National Championship that even Hoover acknowledges is a spectacle, this is like the top fifty anglers. I mean, this is this is a legit deal where you you gotta you gotta not it's not a pay to play. It's a perform to get to the stage and, and play at the, at this game. Absolutely. And, you know, let's rewind back a little bit because the Tournament of Champions um, has evolved. Um, it used to be um, a year-end event that kind of started in Texas, and there were um, a few guys that kind of had it under their, uh, under their wings for a few years. Uh, Bo Reed uh, was in charge for the first few years that I participated in that event. And then Cody Prather took it over. And what they did is they, they did a really good job kind of having qualifying events and having qualifying clubs. And it was a, you know, a five anglers or a winner or a 10 angler thing. And, you know, it pretty much put like 100 to 120 anglers down around Lake Fork at just about the same time of year. And, you know, that was an opportunity for us to, to kind of when we started picking up tournaments around the country that wanted to affiliate with us, we took that championship and we just refined it a little bit. And so the way this kind of played out this year is we had 11 satellite events spread all over the country. The winner of all of those events is here. And then we had um, six um, open events and the top six anglers from all of those events are here. Now, if you're using your calculator at home, trying to add it up. We are still short a few anglers, but that all comes into play with the Friday open called the shootout. And so right now going into the weekend, we have three open spots still for this 50 angler championship. And it's going to be an awesome opportunity for somebody to sneak in at the last moment and compete for $40,000 against 49 other people on Lake Wachita here in Arkansas. Yeah, th this event, I mean, it's been a long time coming. You and I have talked about this for, for quite some time. And, and so how does, the, how does the breakdown work as far as payouts go from, you know, from, from top to bottom? How, far, how many places are you paying out? So we, we paid out 10% in every one of our events all season. Um, okay. But this event is 20%. So 20% of 50 is the top 10 anglers. So Thank you for doing anglers. the math for those of us that can't do it. I appreciate that. Hey, we're, we, we, we live in an, e, you know, we want a simpler society. So I, I'm going to lay it all out for you. Yeah, thanks, brother. I was educated in Texas, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so we're going to, um, you know, pay out the top 10. Uh, 10th place gets $1,000 um, and it kind of works its way up. But this is kind of a, a top 
you know, top dog deal, I mean, first place gets all, you know, a good portion of the money, 50% of the pot. We're paying out $40,000, but $20,000 to first place because, you know, we did really, you know, it was really important to me when we were designing our pay scale to distribute the funds through our, our paid anglers pretty well. So even if you got last place money in one of the Hobie events, you were still going home with like, three or four times your entry fee and you know really still making money despite your trip cost but this tournament's a little bit different i mean obviously a thousand dollars for 10th place is still a good chunk at a 200 dollars buy-in but first place you know if you have beat 49 of the top anglers in our series on a tough two days on lake washita i mean we're talking 30 degrees in the morning highs in the 50s there's two fronts coming through this week it is really going to challenge our anglers the lake is crazy low and whoever goes home you know with the best best 10 fish that weekend is going to go home with twenty thousand dollars an awesome trophy in a spot the final spot on team usa for the hobie fishing world so there's a lot at stake here and uh you know we wanted to make sure we we really pushed you know the envelope as far as the financial gain for that angler that earns it this weekend Absolutely. So what, I guess at the end of the day, what can anglers expect when they, I mean, when they get there, what's their, for those that are not familiar with how a, a Hobie Bass Open Series event works and, well, and, and so maybe they do, the, maybe they do KBF or maybe they only do club events. Right. But so what, what's the Hobie, I guess, you know, lay of the land look like when they show up for a Hobie event? Yeah, so, you know, some of the satellite folks haven't participated in our opens, and so our opens were a little bit different. This is going to kind of mimic our opens, but we, we have a captain's meeting. You know, we bring everybody in the night before the event. Uh, <clears throat> you know, in our opens, we feed the anglers. We check the boards. We have a, a special sticker that goes on the boards um, that helps me through judging, but also helps to make sure that all of our anglers have good boards and, and not saying that anybody's trying to take advantage of the system, but you know, I found some cracks in boards that were extremely vulnerable on Friday night before an event, you know, and that guy was able to take care of that board and not have any issues on tournament day. You know, that's kind of what we're trying to eliminate there. Um, so Absolutely. that's kind of the, the, the Friday night deal, but this, this particular weekend, we have a special guest. Uh, Mike Iconelli is going to be here all weekend hanging out with our anglers. Um, he's here to film some shows with us and be a part of this event. Um, but he just wanted to be a part of this championship event. So he's going to be here all weekend, give our anglers a chance to talk to a, you know, a, a champion and, and just understand, you know, his perspective and ideas on what we're doing and what we're building. Um, we're going to feed our anglers all three nights. Um, and then, you know, none of the anglers know this yet. So, um, you know, I'm sure this will come out before the event and they'll kind of get a little teaser, but we've worked really hard with our amazing sponsors and every angler that's in the tournament of champions is going to go home with an incredible, um, you know, captain's bag, not your not your captain's bags of old where you have one koozie, a sticker and like, you know, something else. And, but this is, this is legit. You know, we have some great sponsors and, and we are excited to showcase some of their product through our 50 anglers that are, are a part of this championship. Uh, that's that's fabulous i know you know mike's a great guy to have into it obviously i've got some you know some history with ike as well and um i'm excited that that he's excited about it at the level that you know where you and i talk about this throughout the year and you know it's for people that, that listen to the podcast may or may not realize you as, as the hobie tournament director myself as the uh, the kbf tournament director for the past couple of years you and i talk a lot about these things and how we best move forward in, in development of the sport in, in the right ways, 
you know, and uh, whether it's, and I give you all the credit in the world for identifiers with all the good quality info on the back of them, as far as like, Hey man, here's the way in time. Here's where you need to be and when, you know, um, and, and how we just, how the sport evolves. And Ike's another one of those guys, he's all about it. And, and the fact that you got, you have him there, I think is, is a fantastic deal. And the other thing is, is it's a, it's a good piece for, for people to not know where they want to be in the sport or they're trying to get to a certain level. He understands that. Cause I mean, this is a guy that started from nothing, you know, um, and, right. What they, call him, they called him patches. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and showing so, up at tournaments with sewn on patches on a Jersey, trying to look the part, you know, his, yeah, try, his story try to look and, the part and play the game. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and it's, and, and his story, and it's funny part, you know, it's, you know, when he was going into the classic, the, the first classic he won, he was done. He was like, man, I, I don't even know I'm going to fish this event. And when I'm done, I, I, I'm, it's probably over, you know? And, well, you know, fast forward, you want to talk success story, there it is. But I think that's a great guy to have and sit and talk and mentor, you know, as we talk about the mentorship piece, that's a great person to have involved across the, across the spectrum for a sport that's really still developing. And, and so um, I'm looking forward to see what this looks like on the backside and talking to some of the anglers that, uh, that have the opportunity to sit on and talk to Ike. And, and I know, know him well enough to know that he'll sit down and talk to every single one of them that he can. Absolutely. He, he, he was great. He's, you know, this is in his first Hobie tournament that he's been to a couple years ago when the Hobie fishing world was in Louisiana, he was down there as well. And you know, I'm sure that, you know, the international anglers, we're just so starstruck to be around him and um, to have him a part of an event that didn't even have anything to do with bass, but he truly believes in, in supporting um, the companies that support him and being there for the anglers. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a really cool thing to have him here. We were really fortunate to have Randy Howe at our Gunnersville event as well. Um, he, he did great um, communicating with the anglers and having a lot of fun with people that were there. Um, and it's just, you know, I think it says a lot that these anglers that are, are legitimate professional bass anglers and have been for years um, are wanting to be a part of this, this whole thing, this whole thing we call kayak fishing. And, and it's, it, I think it says a lot about the recognition of the sport and the opportunity for growth. And, and I think they know that we are so far um, in the early stages of this whole thing. And I think that they believe in supporting it and helping it get to where it can, because they know, I mean, every brand that affiliates with those guys um, needs the future of fishing and, and the growth of fishing to, to happen for, for, you know, the livelihood of so many people and so many companies. And, you know, it's as people are getting older and, and um, you know, the, the, the evolution of this whole sport. And so, it's, it's really important for us to continue to pass this along. And, you know, you, we see it now at the high school and the college, but the kayak thing's a whole new level. And I'd love to see kayaks get into high school and college as well in a larger scheme. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome that so many people on at, at, the, at the very top are wanting to give back to, you know, organizations that are really just really grassroots in, in their building um, because they believe in it and they see the opportunity for the future. Absolutely. You know, I go back to my conversation that I've had on a couple of different occasions with Mark Zona and obviously Zona, you know, the Z train Ted, he he's around this thing. He's a commentator on a, on a ton of events. You know, his, his kids have come up, you know, fishing and, and now doing the college thing and beyond. And it's that, Hey, you know, when, when you, everybody talks the game of, 
hey, you know, and I'm not going to, you know, knock one tournament series or uh, over another from a boat perspective, but everybody likes to talk that game of what they're doing to bring people into the sport. That's great. But at the end of the day, the one community that can say we're bringing people into the sport and we're getting, we're getting kids and, and the youth started at the right time and in something affordable that can, they can legitimately get into, it's kayak, it's kayak fishing. They can Absolutely. do it that way. You know, and Absolutely. That's, that's the highlight. And for me, that was the, you know, that's one of those best parts about when you cruise around ICAST over the years. And I know, you know, you and, and Christine, a lot of us have been there, you know, Ron Champion's there, Jamie Dennison. There's a big group of us that have been going for the last several years. But just watching and, and kind of to, to, to go back to the, the last interview I had, had with, with Z, which was it's very obvious how big of an impact the kayak fishing community has had on the sport of fishing in general. Um, and, and the fact that we, we don't have to bullshit about it. At the end of the day, we are bringing up the youth. We are bringing more people into the sport and, and we're doing it the right way, you know? Yeah. And, and that's one of those yeah. pieces where, you know, you, you know, yourself, myself, the people work in the background, because that's what we do at the end of the day. It's not really about what AJ does or Rich does or anybody else. It's what goes on in the background to support the anglers you know, we're getting things done in the right direction. And, and for me, it's a, it's a thrill. And I think that's where you, you know, those, those things that you and I share uh, when we're having those, those one-on-one conversations that, Hey, we're, where are we headed next? And for love of God, we, we don't need to screw this up. Right. How do, how do we do, do best by the anglers? Absolutely. You know, you said it great. And I, and I think that's, that's a big reason why so many people have, have, you know, flocked to this particular series, I think is this because so many things about, um, the way that we have, you know, set up our events has been just for the anglers to, you know, to really just enjoy every moment of the tournament. And, and you know, that's that's the whole thing. And I, people that have heard me talk about this tournament series all year, you know, I've said it so many times is 10% of our anglers are getting paid. And so if you have 100 anglers in a tournament, well, quick math for you again, Richard. You know, that's yeah, 10 you. anglers, sure. that's 10, ang just 10 <laughs> anglers that are going to get paid. And, but then there's 90 people that were there. And so right. how do you make sure that those 90 people want to come to another one, want to tell their friends about it, want to have a, you know, because if you don't in, in change the whole feel of the event to, in, you know, for the 90, not just the 10, the 10 anglers that go home and get paid. I mean, they're, they're feeling good. They're having a good time. You know, that's great. You know, and we get, you know, great sponsors giving away products. So some people get that, but really and truly, you know, 90% of your field essentially goes home with almost nothing. And, you know, that's why the experience of the event, having time that anglers can hang out together and, and grow their kayak fishing network and see friends from other parts of the country and, you know, have a chance to talk to Randy Howe and have these fun casting contests that we do at these things like that have improved the experience, even just a, like a simple meal, um, you know, it improves the experience for the anglers. And, and it, it's something that we are always going to try to do at the Hobie Bass Open Series is, is have the best experience for anglers because we understand, I mean, as, an, as a tournament angler, I've been there. I've been um, in the bottom 5% of, of plenty of events. And, and it's, it's just, you know, how do you feel about the event? Because, you know, you obviously feel bad about your fishing. You didn't have a great weekend. That happens to anybody. But how did you feel about the event? And that's what's going to 
keep anglers coming back and keep anglers wanting to participate at the high level of this sport. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's amazing opportunities at the entry level with grassroots. There's so many awesome clubs around the country um, and, and so many next level opportunities and those $100 buy-ins with trails and things like that. But what we wanted to do is provide that higher level opportunity um, and also have that higher level experience. And I, and I think our first year taught us a lot about what we can do, but also showed us a lot of opportunities to improve. And, and we're super jacked up for next year. Um, hopefully we'll be able to release some, some tidbits for next year to get people excited. But um, December 1, we should have all of our 2020 events live uh, for registration. And uh, we're just going to get this thing going. I mean, we, we pretty much, it's, it's funny, like back in, Three years ago, the national championship was what started off the kayak tournament season nationally, and that was like in you know March at some point. Well, now you know KBF's running January events. We're hitting the first weekend of February, also hitting the end of February. I mean, we're turning this thing into like a year-round sport, and uh, it's it's really creating a lot of opportunities for people to fish competitively year-round, and it's it's it, it says a lot about the growth, and uh, you know as long as these awesome companies keep making good cold weather uh, paddling gear and rain gear, then we're, we're going to have a bunch of crazy people out there fishing in kayaks for some, some large sums of money. And it's exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is exciting. The growth, you know, I've struggled. I mean, there, there's things that I know, like, I'm like, okay, I can't really discuss this. I get excited about it and, and I want to roll into it and I really can't, but, the growth of this sport has been huge. It's going to continue to grow. I know, you know, with, without any details, you know, Bassmaster's coming out. They, they've got they've got something on the forefront. It, it's going to hit. Did you just we, we say still, that? that? Is that going to go public? I Are you Hell dropping yeah, I'm gonna, that? I'm, I'll drop it. I don't care. I <laughs> mean, you know, I have not signed an NDA to that piece of information. So, but so, you, so you've got that. You've got, you, you, we still don't know what the fallout's going to be with MLF and FLW and what it's going to look like for KBF in that pro series. I do know at a minimum KBF will run a, you know, a, a pro cup kind of, kind of thing. Um, so why, like in the West, wild West is bringing a full tournament series out West. Um, there, there's things continuing to grow in 2020. That being said, and, and I started to cut you off a little, little while ago, but what, I mean, teaser trailer, right? What can anglers look to for 2020 in regards to the Hobie Bass Open Series? What, what kind of changes do you think you're, you're, what are you safe to announce now? Well, I alluded um, at our schedule release at the Gunnersville tournament that anglers are going to want to fish, you know, plan to fish at least three events. And, and I think the obvious, um, you know, answer to that is, is that we're going to have some sort of points. Um, mm -hmm. But what the points are going to mean is that there might be other ways to get into the Tournament of Champions uh, than okay. just your overall performance. So, so not only are we going to have, um, you know, your top performers at certain events are going to qualify, but sustained performance over the course of the season is going to allow people in as well. Um, so, so that's going to kind of shake it up just a little bit. Um, and it's going to create a little bit more of a, a travel trail feel where people are really gunning towards a, a certain goal um, and, 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 and performance in these events. Um, but we're going to have some pretty high-end incentives for, for um, that 
top finisher uh, and, and, and the other people right below that. So we're excited to announce that, but I'll leave that for another day. Um, but then the other thing is that, you know, that this was our first year. So, I mean, we're paying out $40,000 our first year. Yeah. So yep. what, what is, what do we pay out in the TOC year two? Um, you know, that's obviously going to be a larger number, you know, we're still talking a larger number, but we're still talking 50 anglers. And so as we're building this thing, you know, one number stays the same, but the payout number keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, you know, we'll leave that kind of just sitting out there for now, but this is definitely one of those things that with more participation throughout the year, um, you know, our payouts in the events are going to be bigger, but also the payout at the end of the year is going to be bigger. You know, we, we are paying out $40,000 with just an average of 81 anglers. So if we average a hundred anglers next year, and let's just say that uh, the $40 comes out of every entry fee and goes to that, I mean, that's a, that's a cool $40,000 just in tournament participation. That doesn't count the tournament champion entry fee. It doesn't count the sponsor dollars that are going into that. And then if you start adding up from there, um, all of a sudden you're getting into the $60,000, $70,000 range for 50 anglers. And then, you know, you can only imagine if we're at that number for year two, what sexy number for year three we're looking towards. Year three, towards. right. And, and, and that so. is the plan, right? And you guys have just done this incremental plan. And I, you know, look, obviously as a guy who's been involved with this kind of stuff for, for quite a few years, I love the fact that you guys, you, you guys have, you guys have targets. Right. And here's the goals. And you don't mind talking about them to the point that it's safe to talk about them, but don't make any promises you can't keep. Well, and absolutely. You know, we're, we're not guaranteeing any money. Um, it's we have a published pay scale um, and, and we like to get that out and let people see that and understand. But this is one of those things where once, you know, anglers coming out and participating um, is going to grow everything in the series. The sponsors are watching. The support from them is going to increase with increased participation. Um, there's communities that are reaching out. They're seeing this thing. They're seeing opportunities. And, you know, that's, that's how this whole thing grows. You've heard other people talk about it. You know, we, we, are, we control our, um, you know, our growth in, in, in support of this. And, and, you know, obviously we have to do our part in marketing. And that's something that we neglected in year one. We didn't do as good of a job as we could have done and used many of our resources to really get the word out there on this thing. But, you know, we have a good base now for year one. And we have, a, like I said, we have a lot of ideas and, and goals for year two. Um, so just have a, a broader reach. We're, we're reaching out to different parts of the country. And I know we can't ever do a perfect job of that, but it's definitely something that we're wanting to expand on into year three. Because, you know, we, we want to mimic this schedule kind of like what you see when you see Bassmaster drop their um, elite schedule or um, MLF. You know, we, we're, we want to have essentially – eight to 12 locations and spread them out across the country. Now we know that maybe a few people are going to hit almost everyone, but the reality is that we understand right now in the kayak world that, you know, anglers just can't go to all of these events. That's just not, it's, we're, it's just not yeah, there no, to it's, support it's not it yet. Yep. And so, Absolutely. you know, but we do want to have a program set up and an event set up to where, you know, you can probably go to at least one, or you can probably try to reach a couple, but the reality is this is a travel series. Yeah, there are going to be some people fishing their home waters um, because that's just where they live. But the reality is this is a travel series, and no matter where you live, 
um, it's, it's something that you're going to have to decide you want to go and do. And that's goes back to what we said earlier is that when you do invest the time and the money and the time off and all of those things that anglers put into traveling for events, we want to make sure that the experience that you have there is, is, you know, second to none. We, we, we just really want to have an amazing experience for the anglers, but we also want to have a payout and a higher end opportunity that just really gives any angler the opportunity to, to, you know, to have that goal and to, and to be able to accomplish their goal. Um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of what we're building. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, we, we've had a good first year, but definitely a lot of room for improvement. We look forward to, to kind of rolling that out for everybody next year. Yeah. So with that, you say a lot of room for improvement. What do you think of the, I mean, if you had your top three, here's the things we have to fix. Right. And, and from, you know, just from my, my prior career in the military, I was always a top three, bottom three. You know, hey, what are the what are the three things we do really well? And what are the three thing, three things we absolutely have to fix that if you were in my position, you'd fix today? What are they? And so top three, I, th- I think we've kind of covered a lot of that stuff already. What do you think your bottom your bottom three are that you need to work on? Um, you know, I think now put me on the spot. Uh, but You're right. You love I, that, I, I brother. Do, yeah, no, I do. So one of the things that we did in year one, and I got to give uh, my man Kevin Nakata all the credit on this. Uh, we were, I love Kevin. We were literally <laughs> sitting at, we were literally sitting at Chickamauga in February, watching it rain harder than any of us have ever seen it rain. And he's like, man, we need to put out a video. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? He's like, well, you're sitting here judging fish. And, you know, we're just sitting here talking about anglers. Well, let's, let's put it out there for other people. You know, there's people at home sitting here wanting to know what's going on. And so like spur of the moment, we just did a a video and he edited it. And then we went and got some footage showing how much it was raining, showing the water coming up, you know, and, and all of a sudden, like an hour later, we're putting out an edited video and it was a huge hit. But like, yeah, we can expand on that. And hopefully some of the things we're going to do for TOC, um, we will be able to kind of showcase that a little bit. Um, you know, so, yeah, test bed kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, you know, given our angler anglers coverage is, is important, um, at these events. And I think that's one of the things that we want to improve on. So that's one there. Um, we definitely, um, want to do better marketing these events. I mean, we, we didn't utilize our dealers last year. I mean, the right. dealership is, is the start of every kayak adventure for most people. And, you know, whether they buy a used boat or a new one, they're going to go to these kayak shops and ask questions and buy accessories and um, things like that. And if we don't aren't promoting our events through these, you know, avenues, we're missing out on a huge opportunity to reach more people that maybe have never heard about these events. And so that's something that I'm really pushing on is, you know, the marketing aspect. It could be, it's, you know, if this thing, you know, is going to grow and get to that next level, we have to make sure that we're pushing out the uh, you know the, all the information to our you know p- p- potential um, potential right. anglers. Um, and the third thing, well, that's, I just, that, that's two, man. You, you only got one one to go, brother. You're good. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. The third thing, you know, I, I think that there's there could be some um, you know improvements that we are going to do um, on the, the the actual just tournament side of things. Just you know, I don't want to let anything out of the you know, the bag just yet, but you know, it's just this thing, this whole kayak fishing thing competitively, it's not dialed, you know, we're all still trying to yeah. figure out the best way to do CPR. 
um, events. And so, you know, we're going to try to do some things um, to just improve that um, for the angler experience and for the, uh, for the, um, you know, the, the fan, the people who maybe couldn't make it to the, the, the tournament or the, the families of the right, anglers. Those or, watching at home. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to do some stuff to, um, you know, maybe just improve that experience for, for them as well. And we'll have some announcements on that at a later date, but yeah, those are the three things that we're, we're really looking at. And, uh, um, you know, I think overall it's still a, a learning process. You know, I've been running events for, for seven years at a club level and a national uh, level as well, but, uh, taking on a national series is a, is a whole, whole new animal. And, um, you know, we want to do better as far as having an open line communication with these anglers, but having it so it's a little more organized and and so we're not missing calls or missing emails um, because we have, you know, four numbers listed as opposed to just one little things like that, that we just, yeah. you know, it, it was easy when we were running one national event and it all kind of worked together because it was one weekend once a year. Um, but, but now that it's a, it's a larger deal and, and we're having a, a bigger reach, we want to make sure that we're not confusing our anglers. We're more organized and, um, you know, they feel more comfortable, uh, when they try to reach out to us as well. So there's number four. So I'm going to stop this stuff down. Cause I'm, I'm just well, talking and, off the cuff and I, I need to remember all that stuff too. Well, <laughs> it's good news is you can go back and listen to this podcast, listen to yourself talk and go, Oh crap. I actually said that, but. You know, it, it goes back to conversations that, you know, you and I have when we're just, when we're going through these things of what, you know, it's that hashtag, the struggle is real. Um, whether it's, hey, I've got, you know, and I've talked to you, I've talked to you about this. Hey, man, you know, I get to that 100 angler freaking point. When it hits 125 anglers, I get, you know, I know you judge, you judge these events by yourself. And, and at some point, you know, you get to that point, you get to the stage where there's, there's too many fish coming in. I can't be a tournament director and a judge and an X and, you know, you can't do all of those things. Yeah. And, uh, and at some juncture, you know, when that thing happens, it, you know, that's when the, that's when the thing, it, it morphs, you know, right. and then, then who do you bring in to play that game? And then, what's that what's that time i've been very fortunate i've had you know i've you know i've i've done a lot of good work with with chris Payne and and nick brown and you know and and had a great relationship whether it was with you jay wall and ron champion guillermo gonzalez mascot i mean i could just christine it doesn't matter you keep going down the down the road and understanding hey look these are the people that have been in it for the longest period of time and how we continue to morph and make this thing better but it, it it is that just what you said, you know, it's like, okay, what are my lessons learned? I mean, and crap, that's how I actually got involved with KBF was on, Hey, I need somebody to come in and look at lessons learned and how we make these things better. And over time, you know, we've gotten there, but man, it's a, it's a ton of work. Um, and, and some of these, as you know, man, some of these lessons, brother, they're painful. No doubt. No doubt. And I can go back about know, three years and tell you how painful it is. But anyway, um, <laughs> Right. And, and you're right. I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, we, we are growing, our numbers are a little low, you know, some of our higher attended events weren't our highest um, fish submitted events. So, you know, but there is, there is some challenges there. And I just, I have, a little, I, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that I'm a control freak, but some other people that are very close to me might say that, 
But is Christine I, actually in the toy hauler right now? I mean, she, will, will she, she jump she, in on that? She's, <laughs> she she might uh, would would say that about me, but um, I know, and I'm comfortable with the decisions that I make in, in, in an event, you know, that high. And I just want to make sure, you know, as far as the payouts and, and what's at stake. And I just, yeah. it's, it's been really tough for me to allow someone else to, to judge fish in these events um, just for that alone. And I, I don't want them to have to wear that burden, but then me to have to answer for that. So I haven't gotten to that point, but luckily we have yeah. had some help this year um, with Michael Christopher of Eye Angler. He's been great. Um, he did most of the judging for, um, a, you know, the, some of the shootouts and then, all, or I'm sorry, some of the satellites. And then also right. uh, one of the opens, the one in California, which ironically was our highest fish submitted event at Lake Shasta. So um, I kind of, kind of threw him under the fire in that one, but, but he was, he was very helpful. And, and, you know, it's, it, that is, you know, finding, finding some people that want to, to do that. But, um, you know, it's just, it has been a challenge in that capacity, but it, you know, it's worth it. And I, I want to make sure that, um, you know, every penalty is accounted for and every fish that matters is accounted for and, you know, double check, triple check, all that stuff that you're used to. Um, but it does, it kind of, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm literally judging the last fish on that triple check for the top paid anglers, literally walking out to the stage to announce anglers out. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it, there's, there's not much room for error and there's not much um, opportunity to kind of just gather yourself and prepare to, you know, to talk to, to the anglers. But um, I feel like everybody's, you know, been understanding of it and, and, and uh, you know, been really patient with me this year and, and understanding. And I appreciate that. The anglers have really made it easy on me this year. Um, and, and I, and, and uh, you know, I, I thank them, you know, it's, it's a big part of what we're doing is trying to, to help them out. So, you know, every time they help us out, it, it goes a long way in helping the whole thing run smoother. Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day too, AJ, you know, and it goes back to these conversations that have been had over with, with groups of us where when you are an angler and you've been doing this, you understand what the expectation is, right? And you know, if I, man, if I screw this up, if I up this up, I'm not, it's not just going to be me that has an issue with it, which is really for me always the primary issue. It's I have an issue with screwing up. Right. But it's, it's that letdown, right? You know, you've let down your fellow anglers. Yeah. And your and fellow it's, anglers, it's, it's, your friends, sometimes yeah, your family. buddies, your pals. Yeah, and and you just, you know, and it's one thing, you know, I joke around about this, you know, like I, I know for a fact, if it's one of my good friends or, or my son who, you know, fishes events, you know, or in your case, Christine, or whether it's Jay, or whether it's our good friends, right? Because we, we have friends in the sport. Absolutely. We're harder on them with expectations than anybody else. No doubt. Jackass, you know better. And, and that's just the way it is. And, you know, and but at the end of the day, we know if we let anybody down, number one, we're going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. But number two, it's just how do you answer to, how do you answer to them? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, we're making that mistake. It, you know, and it, it's, it is the challenge, you know, we, we are in the sport. We were in the sport before we became tournament directors. So, you know, and, and not just in the sport, but we, this has become both of our, you know, careers, you know, you, yeah. it, this is essentially part-time jobs for us. You know, our full-time job is also in the kayak fishing and kayak world. And so there's a lot of pressure and a lot at stake. And, and I, and I don't know if everybody necessarily understands the importance 
importance that we place on the integrity of these events in every single aspect. Um, and I just, you know, I, I think that they do. And I think that's why people believe in you and I when we're, you know, at the helm of these events, uh, because they, they know that that we know, you know, what's at stake and, and who's involved. And, um, you know, like you said, letting people down, but also, you know, our reputation as as you know people in this industry is at stake in everything that we do when you're operating on a higher level you're operating under a magnifying glass and you know it's just it's just i mean it's the deal you know we we kind of asked for it but you know it's we really really care about um you know how the perception of all this the integrity of our events that we put our name on um and and that's that's really you know i think that's really the important thing here and, and something that the anglers um, that fish our events really do um, understand and appreciate. And if, the, if they don't, maybe, maybe they can hear this and get a different perspective um, than what right. they've had in the past. But you know, that's, you know, we do, we've got friends, family, um, people that we work with fish events, you know, people well, right. that and it, own it's, dealerships it's always that we sell kayaks yeah. to. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it, there, there could be so many levels of challenge, but you know, it's not a challenge if you just operate with a straight line and there's no gray area. If there's no gray area, yeah. there's no real challenge. And that's no, and that, exactly. We talk about this. It's that, you know, Hey, look at the end of the day, you do the right thing. It, it's, that's just reality. If, if you, you live by, we live by a code and, and, and it's, it's called do the right thing. Right. Right. You know, and, and you're, no, you're hundred percent correct. And, and, uh, as always, just another great conversation between, you know, with the two of us and I, I, I appreciate your thought process on it. And we've, you know, we've been down these roads. I don't know. I can't, I, I stopped counting the numbers. Yeah. It's probably best that way. Yeah, probably. So probably so. Well, listen, brother, I know you've got a lot to do, man. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see how this, uh, this TLC plays out. My tournament is going to be over on Friday. Uh, Mike, that is correct, right? It's over Friday. Yep. Okay. So my event's over Friday. Yours will not be over Friday. Well, the first one so, will be over Friday. So the shootout. Right. So while we were Friday, on, right? while we were on the podcast here, I just got word that one of the California anglers that has already paid, already committed, already had lodging ready to go isn't going to make it. So instead of three, what? instead of three spots, we got four spots four available now? for the shootout four. So four. there is not, okay. there is not that many people signed up yet. We we're just under 20, but I mean, I know there's some last minute people that have already said they're coming. They're just, you know, some people just have to sign up last minute for a lot of different reasons. But so I'm, I'm expecting there's going to be 30 to 40 non-qualified people that end up signing up for the shootout. That's a, okay. that's a one in 10 chance. So yeah, four spots. Hey, look, those numbers are good right there. Yeah, that's a that's you, a good. That's odd. almost like if you even think you're a stick. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't yeah. even think you're a stick. You've got opportunity. One hundred and twenty-five dollar entry. Twenty-five of that goes into the TOC. A hundred of it's getting paid out. So I mean, it's still going to be a great payout. Um, yeah. We published a hundred angler scale, which is our cap. But if fifty anglers show up, first place is still going home with eighteen hundred dollars. So there's great money at stake. There's four qualifying spots available. It's on. Like, go ahead, come on, come on Friday. Come on, bring it. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about this and everything uh, you do for 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 kayak tournaments across the country. Oh, hey, brother, man. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for everything you do. I mean, I, I think what 
you know, I, I talk about it a lot. And I hope people really understand it. The, 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 the gross amount of time, you know, you, you and I spend on the phone with one another, um, just with concerns, thought process, growth of the sport and, uh, and how, you know, you know, can't we just all get along kind of mentality and, uh, you know, air quotes, you know, or hashtag Rodney King, love you, no shit. But, um, just what we do and the mindset we have with, with where we want this thing to go. And regardless of brand, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a Hobie guy, I'm a Jackson guy and, you know, you're doing the Hobie stuff. I've, you know, been doing the KBS stuff for, for the past several years. And, and I don't know that you and I have ever really cared about any of the above. I mean, it's always been the, what's the right thing to do for the community. Um, I greatly appreciate that fact. I know, you know, the, the guys at Jackson that I work with believe that mindset. And I know, from, from my time at Hobie, you know, those, those guys, it's the exact same mindset. What's the right thing for the community? How do we grow the sport? And, uh, and I love the fact that we, we have these opportunities to talk and have some fellowship, mentorship, and just grow from experiences from one another. So as always, man, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, man. Good luck in that turn, tuna tournament. Bring home, bring home all, all the zeros, man. Girl, I would say right now, I bring home all the zeros. Ain't, ain't none of us working. <laughs> nice nice alright man enjoy yourself out there we'll talk to you soon